Okay, I'll tell you what I want to do today. I want to go over a little bit the this in a more broken down, clear way of what we spoke out in the schmooze the other day, if you remember, when the kids from Los Angeles came here from the Tashbar, they had a schmooze upstairs. Remember that? I want to go over some of those Yisaitis. It's a very, very important Yisaitis. Okay? We spoke out of Gemara. Gemara of Rapshashis, that he used to go over his Talmud every 30 days. Okay? And at the end of the 30 days, when he finished his Talmud, he would do some kind of activity. Sounds like from the Gemara, he had like some kind of uh, chinning bar. And he would swing on it, and he would tell himself, Chadoi nafshoi, Chadoi nafshoi, be happy. Because you gained so much from your learning, it's so beneficial for you, and be happy. So what, what he was doing was, he was talking to his body, to the gufa the neshama is for sure happy if it learns Torah. It doesn't need chizik. You know? It's not the neshama that needs the chizik. It's the body that needs the chizik. Because the, the body wants, by definition, to enjoy life. Right? And you're subjugating your body to a certain amelus and a certain yagiyah. And you're making certain sacrifices in order to be able to learn. Right? to put your whole self into learning. And you're giving up a lot of oil and for your learning, right? So he wants his body to appreciate what he's doing. And he tells his body, Chadoi nafshoi, Chadoi nafshoi, be excited, be happy. And I'm sure, the Gemara doesn't go into the Arichas, but I'm sure that he didn't just say the words Chadoi nafshoi. It's the concept, a general concept, but I'm sure he went into detail of exactly how the Torah is good for him. Okay? And we stopped in a little bit of amazement when we see such a Gemara. We're not talking about a young kid in yeshiva who'd rather be outside playing or a bocher that'd rather be uh, on trip somewhere or a balabas that would rather be making money somewhere, right? We're talking about an Adam Gadol who is from the Machabrim of the Gemara, the Holy of Holies. So why is a man who is a Holy of Holies, whose life is Torah, his whole uh, Metzius is Torah, the, the, the greatest dogma to that that we would have in our generation who doesn't come close to Rav would be, let's say, Reb Chaim Kanievsky. Does Reb Chaim Kanievsky have to cheer up his body and say, Chadoi nafshoi, Chadoi nafshoi, right? He's living in the Yam HaTorah. He's living in the sea of Torah. He feels the true, true sweetness of Torah. So what's the Indian of Chadoi nafshoi, right? So this is a big Chazalfa, so a very important Chazalfa, because... As we see, for those who deal with people, will know that people have a very, very hard time today being happy. Not, not so many people are very happy with life and satisfied with life. And a lot of it has to do 
with the social media and uh, just the way the world runs today that we're very, very influenced by the secular way. Everything is a whole to-do, you know? Everything is a whole propaganda. You have to make it big. Everything has to be, you know, lights and cameras and, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. But really being internally happy and successful, just doing what you have to do, it's hard for people to be happy today. So I want to go into that a little bit, okay? So the insight that we spoke out to uh, on the schmooze was that when a person works, Omel, anytime a person puts in energy, effort, work, in anything that he's doing, whether he's working on himself, whether he's learning, whether he's going to work to make a living, whether he's raising a family, whether he's uh, putting an effort into showing bias, whatever work a person does, okay, the person needs a certain energy that comes from a part of himself called the nefesh. He needs what we call kohot ha-nefesh. Not just kohaduf, work requires work in his body, the energy of his mind. It also requires an energy from the nefesh. Okay, so we gave an example. So let's say you have a person who goes to work, but in his work, he doesn't feel appreciated. His boss is very critical. His boss is not happy. No matter what he does, his boss doesn't feel like the guy's working hard enough. Or he's being underpaid for his work, so he feels like the boss doesn't appreciate his value, right? In all these types of situations, the person can't get himself to work as much as he understands in his seichel that he needs to work, because he needs to pay his bills, but his nefesh doesn't feel any sipok from the work. He doesn't feel any schar from the amelus. So when, when a guy is in work, and he is appreciated, and he is paid properly for his work, then he feels the schar from his amelus, the appreciation, and the fact that he's achieving something, the fact that he's worth something, the fact that he's needed for something, all these type of feelings is what gives schar to his nefesh, <clears throat> and his nefesh now has the desire to go further and to work further. And that's something that a human being needs to have. If he doesn't have that, then he has nothing that's going to push him and give him the energy to make the work. You understand? And that's what a human being needs. Now, when you're younger, you need a lot more validation from the outside that you're important and that you're achieving and people are proud of you. So the younger you are, the more validation you need. But Adam God doesn't need appreciation. He doesn't need external appreciation. He doesn't need shallow appreciation. But his body is still his body. And his body is involved, very much involved in the learning. And he has to be a zariz, and he has to be kokula in it. 
And since he's working with his body, and his body has a certain way it works, that's the way Hashem made it, then he has to feel the Chadoi Nafshoi. He has to feel that what he's doing is achieving, and then he feels the schar of Damelus. And when he feels the schar of Damelus, he can work. Just he's drawing the Chadoi Nafshoi from understanding greater things, understanding the value of the etzim learning. And how the learning is connecting him with Hashem. And how the learning is developing him to be a better person. And how the learning is making his marriage a better marriage. And how the learning is making his is better. And therefore the relationship with his children is better. How he's living a purposeful life. Like you see, Rabbi Nechun Yubin HaKonah says, Onu amelim vehem amelim. Onu amelim umekablim schar vehem amelim vehenem umekablim schar. We work hard and we get schar for the amelis. They work hard. They don't get paid for the amelis. They only get paid for the outcome. We get paid for the actual work. And he goes on and on. He says, we're running. They're running. They're running. They're running towards Gehenna. And we're running towards Chayel Mabo. Why does Rabbi Lechonia ben Akona have to give himself chizik? Is Rabbi Lechonia ben Akona a small guy? He needs to give himself chizik. That his life is a purposeful life? Well, yes, he needs that. Because you walk outside and you think that achieving in life, what's called achieving in life? It's called making money, making huge donations, building buildings, doing things, you know? Doing things for the world, doing things to build the Yishav HaOlam. But sitting by a Gemara and trying to figure out a Rashi, you don't think it's such a purposeful thing in life, especially that's the message of the street. So you go out to the street, and the street has a different message of what's called making it in this world. Making money, being famous, doing uh, big things. Even if you're a rabbi, it became about performances. You're a good performer, and you fill up a good crowd, and you can entertain the people, and you're a famous guy, you know? People line up to see you. But to work on the Rashi, which is not such a popular thing, nobody cares about what you know in a Rashi, in some Masechta, uh, the Geder, the Yesoid, of the Machloikis, between the Rashi and the Rashi. Because that's not, that's not sellable goods, you know? You go into a shul and you can give a beautiful speech about something like Chesed or something like that. And you can motivate people and be part of an organization or something like this. That's called making it in life. But to sit and break your head to learn Torah Lashma, not for the sake of what your name is, not for the sake of what's going to be your career in life, not for the sake of your COVID, right? It's only for the sake of understanding the Dvar Hashem hidden from the from the cameras, hidden from the public eye, for no ulterior motives, you know? That's not such an easy thing to ask of your body to dedicate itself to that thing, right? So even great men, they were not uh, in denial of what the need of the body is. And the need of the body is to feel the sipuk, and the schar from the work itself. And they don't need someone outside to tell them you're doing a great job, but they need to understand it inside. 
Anu rotsim v'heim rotsim. Anu rotsim l'chaye o'ilam habo. It could not have been a more purposeful career in life than going ahead and putting my myself into learning. You know, you see in the Torah, Yisachar, you ever heard of Yisachar, one of the Shevatim, Agrazim, Shabbat Alev. So what does it say about Yisachar? Yisachar Hamor Garem. He's considered like a donkey. He's compared to a donkey. Donkey carries its packages. It carries the old. Ravitz ben Amishpatayim. The donkey never really takes a break. It only between the boundaries. It lies down for a few minutes. And they don't even take the package off the donkey while it sleeps for a few minutes. Right? So Yisachar is the one who accepted the yoke of Torah. Full, complete yoke of Torah, right? They were the biggest Tamidei Chachom in Yisachar. What does it say by Yisachar? Bayar menucha kitov, v'etaaretz ki na'ema, v'yet shechmo lezbol. What does it say by Yisachar? He saw that studying Torah brings you to menuchas ha-nefesh, and to sweetness, and to happiness. And that's why he accepted the yoke of Torah. What does that mean? He accepted the yoke of Torah for an ulterior motive? That's why you accept the Torah? You accept the Torah because you accept the Torah. So this enters us into a very, very deep, deep place in the sugi of Lashma. Because we're busy saying Lashma. What's Lashma? Lashma means Lashem HaTorah. I'm putting myself into learning in order to know the will of Hashem, to practice the will of Hashem. It has to be predi- it has to be preceded by by uh, Yira. You have to have Yira Shemayim. You have to have Yiraschet. You have to have Kavrat Torah. You have to have all different type of unbelievable things, right? So on one hand, I'm telling you, Lishma, there's no motive ulterior motive at all. Nothing for you. There's nothing in it for you. You're doing it for the aboveness, you know? You're an Eved Hashem. But at the same time, I'm showing you Mar Mekoymas from Gedolei Olam that are saying it's good for you. Yisachar. Bayar minuha kitov. Rav Sheishos. Chadoi nafshoi. Rav Nechuni ben Akona. Onu rotzev vehem rotzev. Onu rotzev. Onu amelem omekabim schar. Now he's thinking about schar too. So what is it? Is lishma mean you don't think about nothing? That's the question here, right? We're trying to get an avkis. So we're saying a derech here, a muridik derech. lishma is ulterior motives in a sense that what it does for me as far as a gashmiya sense that it gives me a good name, you know? I'm known as a lamdin. I could become a Rosh Hashiva. People come to hear my shir. I could say nice schmoozes on Torah anytime. I have good ratings. When there's a big event, you know, who are they going to call? They're going to call me, you know, to, to, to pump up the crowd. I have a name. I made a career for myself. Uh, I'm able to marry off my children because people want my kids, you know. So I'm thinking about you know, I, I did something in this world. I achieved something in this world. I made my mark. 
on the veld. You know, that's all ulterior motives. That has nothing to do with Lashma. That's not a good thing. You understand? It's not a good thing. But on the other hand, there's something that's not a steer to Lashma. It's not a steer to Lashem And it's not a steer to, to learning for the right reason. To Megal the Ratzon Hashem and the Bria. And to be the proper Ever Hashem and the Bria. And, and, and it's not a steer to that. The Chavis Alvavis says this. And Rabchatzkel says this. And man, this is a big Yisai. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do that in order for you to do the work, the work that you need to do, you have to include your body. But your body is not spiritual. You understand? Your body is is like a like a like a like an animal. So why is my body going to put this energy into this thing? So I need to speak to my body the language that my body could understand. Let's take menucha. I look into the world and I see people that are very successful and very rich and very influential and very powerful, but they have no menucha. They're not living it. They're not happy in life. There's jealousy, there's competition, there's this stress, there's anxiety, there's jealousy. People are jealous of them. They're jealous of people. They're living in a tough world, you know, the rat race. There's no manucha in that world. So you want to put your energy over there, Mr. Goof? You want to put yourself into a place where you're not going to have manucha, you know? I was thinking the other day, you know, a very interesting thought. We need to think these thoughts. That's what we're learning from Chazal. So it's Erev Shavuos, and my wife is up until uh, 1 o'clock in the morning cooking. So, of course, if you're cooking until 1 o'clock in the morning, you're not going to sit there and start washing the pots and pans and whatever, right? So the kitchen is cluttered with, with, with pots and whatnot, right? And the girls are have midterms, so they're studying till late at night for midterms, so there's books piled up, and there's loose leaves, and there's spiral notebooks, and knapsacks all over the place, right? And when the girls are working on midterms, they're not really helping with the kids as much, right? So now there's toys spewed all over the floor, right? I'm sitting down on the couch early in the morning, and I'm looking at this room, you know, living room, dining room, kitchen, and it's like Yehudim over here, Right? And then I say to myself, there are people that are my age, that have 45 years old, they put a lot of energy and time and effort into building a business, became very wealthy, they may have a beautiful home, two maids, places spotless, maybe they only have two or three kids, you know, and they're really enjoying the gosh meals of Olam Hazar. They can go to restaurants with their wives and go fly to Cancun and I don't know what, right? They're living life. But I would never, ever switch my life for someone else's life for no money in the world. You understand? Why would I give away 12 children and Oisek and Torah and Chesed and Kamilus Chasadim and Binyan Torah. I wouldn't give that away for anything in the world, even if it means that sometimes there's pots to the sky and table. And, and, and this is Nachas, you know, this is Kindalach, all living here, right? We're doing something purposeful in life. 
We're doing something unbelievable in life. So that's, you see the beauty in what you're doing. That's something you have to tell your body. It's worth it. It's kidai. You're giving energy and effort to something, but what you're getting in return, as far as 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 what the schar of Yamelis is, you wouldn't switch it for nothing. For nothing you wouldn't switch it. You understand? And that's how we have to go to life. You're working on yourself. It's worth it. It's kedai. It's unbelievable. And then you go deeper within yourself and you build up your, what we call your self-confidence. Self-confidence is one of the most important things the Torah is concerned. Not in psychology. Torah is concerned. For example, it says in the Mishnah that Ezehu Ashir HaSamech Bechelko Right? All these different things. Right? So four things. Who's a truly wealthy person? The person who's happy with his lot. Who's a person who's truly wise? Someone who'll learn from anybody, even from a kid. Who's a person who's truly honorable? Someone who's able to honor others. Who is a person who's truly strong? Someone who's able to overpower his Yetzirah, right? There's one Tzad HaShavah in all these things. Is you're an independent person. The happiness that you have comes from an internal place. That means I don't have to feel like I have value because I have money or, or, or Nechassim. That gives me my value. That's external. That gives me my value. So then, if that gives me my value, tomorrow when the stock market goes down, or I lose the money, or my friend has more money than me, then my value just shrunk. So I am dependent on external stimuli to feel me'ushad. But if I'm samech b'chelka, it means I learned how to be extremely happy with my chelek. So then whatever my chalik is, in any matzav I'm in, I'm always happy, so I'm independent. You follow? If I'm a chacham, I want to be a true chacham. But if I need uh, to learn chachma from some great rabbi to teach me chachma, or I need to, to, to give over a great shurim to be considered a chacham, I'm always externally, I'm needy. Because internally I don't feel like a chacham. A person who has true thirst for knowledge and understands that, the, um, that knowledge is within himself and he can learn knowledge all over. The world is full of uh, lessons of knowledge that he's internally happy. If a person could overcome the challenges of the Zayat that should make him feel self-confident and feel good about himself. If he's able to machabit people, that means he's not in a race with other people who I'm more than you because I'm higher than you and I have a bigger uh, fan club than you do and I have more likes on my uh, Instagram, whatever they call those things, right? No, I'm mechubed because I know the true meaning of value and I can val- and I and I see that you have value and I can be mechubed you. Why? Because I'm totally comfortable with myself. That's why I can mechubed you. So in this mission, it's telling us that a person has to be internally confident in himself, internally happy with himself. 
He doesn't need external. You understand? But how does he get that? He has to think about his chalik and be happy about his chalik. He has to think about his value and be happy with his value. He has to think about what true value of chokhmah is and be happy with true value of chokhmah, not how much people think you know and how much information you have. The fact that you're thirsty to grow and you're learning things every day, you're a chacham, big chacham. That's the ikka. So we have to learn that this is not a steerer to It's bechlal not a steerer to This is how you build a person. And once your nefesh and your body understands that this is the most purposeful thing in life, then it will give itself over in a way will be totally masur to your to your purpose in life. Totally. There's a chazal, Rabbi Rucham talks about it, where some of the greats, when before they taught their students, they would make like a biduch bidichusa. They would like somehow belittle what the whole world is doing. And then say to them, what you're doing is the most important thing in the world. They use the power of leitzonis, to belittle things that are really have no value, that the world is trying to market as if it is a have value, right? Why is that? Because you have a body, and your body has to understand that what you are doing is the most unbelievable and important thing in the world. And that's what every yeshiva bachar has to do. He has to sit down and understand why it's best career he could pick for himself is to be sitting and trying to figure out a gemara and overcome challenges. And even though his body wants to do certain things, he has to show his body why this is a better decision. That's a, that's a vital, vitally important thing in life. And when you're able to train yourself to think properly, then you're able to be happy. There was an email going around from Rabbi Miller yesterday about a person has to train himself how to be happy and then think about the fact that he can breathe and go to the bathroom or whatever it is, right? And it's an amazing thing because happiness has to come from an internal place, not from an external place. It has to come from an internal place. And then a person can truly be happy. It's not easy to be happy in life today. It's not easy. And especially they show you images of what's called making it. And then you look at yourself and you see, do I have the potential to make it? I don't have the potential to make it. You're always thinking about futures. It's not about futures. It's about today. Today, the decisions you make are important. Today, the decisions you make affect the Bria. You're an important person right here, right now, with your limited knowledge of Torah, with your struggles of today. It's something that we need to train the brain to think differently. When we train our mind to think differently, then we'll be very happy with where we're at and what we're doing, with the avoid that we're doing. Not that you should go say, oh, I'm happy with what I'm at and go to sleep. Happy with the work I'm doing. If I'm happy with the work I'm doing, I'm going to do more work. Because once the nefesh feels the schar of the amelis, the nefesh will make more amelis. You understand? These are your soydis that you, it's hard for you to appreciate at 100% of your age because you can still be happy having fun with your friends. You think you're happy having fun with your friends. But at some point in life, you're going to try to figure out what's the purpose of life and what am I doing and where do I fit in and did I make it, didn't I make it, and then you reach the place where everybody in the, in the world is unhappy. You understand? 
And people try to distract themselves. And they think maybe if they make a million dollars, they'll be happy. And then when they make the million dollars, they're happy for 10 minutes. And then they realize their friend made $10 million. So now they have to make $10 million. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. Until you train yourself how to be internally happy in purposeful, real things, you will not be happy. And once you're so internally happy, there's no place for jealousy. There's no place for feeling down. You're very, very content with yourself. You understand? That's the side. You have to get that very, very clear. It's not a stealing tool. Clear? Okay, we'll stop it.